Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. Joining me to look ahead to Leinster's next outing in the Heineken Champions Cup is someone back for their 44th pod. Welcome back to Mr. Neil Kigo Keegan. How are we? 44. Uh, we're in the ice age here. I don't know if it's the same over there. I've got my, my hoodie on. I've got my dressing gown on and my Leinster and top on. So, And for a, for a second there, you literally froze. So there you go. <laughs> That's just how cold That's it is. No, it's been pretty bad all week. At least it's been bright, but uh, no, it is definitely, definitely on the cold side. All right. Um, oh right. So goodness, yes. be- before we look at our feature match this week, the Six Nations is, of course, just around the corner. Now, we'll be running a little competition for that, by the way. More on that later. But uh, the Irish squad, anyway, was named on Thursday. What did you make of it, Kigo? Before I say it, um, you can make all the gestures and facial expressions you want because I'm going to put the whole squad over the full screen while we're talking about this. So <laughs> go right ahead and do, it and do whatever you want. I love it. Uh, it's a team of uh, form and giving a couple of spankings to a couple of players. Uh, just to see how they react to it. I, um, I'm delighted for Ross Byrne. I'm delighted for Crowley. Putting the green, the green tracks it on for a second. Uh, obviously, the back row, you could have picked any of 15 players in there. Um, second row, I'm happy with. That's the only place I'm slightly worried about. Um, because especially with Leinster, you see the job Jenkins does in that position. Uh, and you see what happens when he's not there. Um, they, they kind of target that kind of diagonal line uh, through our scrum. And I know Ryan has stepped up quite a bit, but it's it's Hendo's got a big job to do. Ty Byrne maybe has a big job to do in terms of scrummaging. That's my big worry. But I love the squad. I love the balance of it. We've had Ringrose captaining Leinster all the way through this season. That's another leader again on the pitch. Keith Earls is going to be there. I've nothing bad to say about him. I think it's a it's a it's a brave uh, a brave squad. Uh, injuries injuries aside, I think it's quite brave. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic thing. Whenever a squad gets named, there's always, always a varying opinion, say the least. And it makes a great discussion point. But I mean, the bottom line is we all have our we all have our squad. We're not we're not the ones paid to do it. And plus, we're not the ones watching them train. We're not the ones with a plan going forward for the World Cup. So he's doing he's doing what he wants. There's also the added thing where. The, the, the Six Nations these days, this isn't necessarily the only players that are going to be involved in the competition. We're going to have two matches, um, first against Wales and France. I think this is the squad for those two games. Then we're going to reset, reassess, see where we're at. We're going to have uh, Italy then, a break, and then Scotland and England. And I think we're going to be taken in those blocks of, of those weeks. And uh, we'll, we'll see what the squad is going to. Obviously, the big one is against France. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, and obviously the big thing is is Joey being left out. But if you look at how Munster are, I've I've started to become a, a Munster supporter now, um, which ruins our entire gimmick. But uh, you see what they're doing; they're starting to turn around. So it means he's going to have more game time, more starts in a team that is performing, which is very different over the last two years. So that's going to help him going into the second half of the Six Nations. There's a lot of words going around like axed or gotten the bullet and all this sort of stuff. There's, it's none of that uh, because it started under Joe and, and we've spoken about it for years. It's very rare that there's a starting 15, three games in a row. So, you know what I mean? It's like you make a game plan per opposition. Joe, we may slip in down the line, but it's nothing to worry about. It's all positive. It's all good. Yeah, you have to remember, like, it's not just about whether whether or not they're selected in the team. It's it's the whole experience of being at the training camp as well. And uh, with this with this formation, just for the just talking about the tens, you've got Sexton, Rossburn and uh, Jack Crowley. Uh, Crowley's going to be there now and he's going to be training. He's going to be, you know, without Carberry there, knowing Carberry's at, um, you know, back with Munster. It's going to help 
Crowley as well. He's going to be more involved, more involved in what's going on um, in the in the training sessions and stuff. And I'd be I'd be surprised if we don't see Carberry involved somehow in the squad mm-hmm. throughout over the seven weeks. So it's not you can talk about dropped acts and go through all these dramatic things, but you got to look at the long term picture. And uh, you know, I mean, it's it's it, you have to believe in what this squad has done over the past year or so, and um, and just expect more, you know, going forward. So so we definitely wish them all the best, you know. Okay, so um, now it's time to start harping on this week's feature match, which as you can see there above is uh, Leinster versus Racing 92. It's in round four, the 22-23 Heineken Champions Cup, and it kicks off at the Aviva Stadium at 3.15 p.m. on Saturday, January 21st. The match is being broadcast on RTE2 and BT Sport 2. Leinster named their starting lineup at lunchtime on Friday, so let's have a look, starting with the back line. It's at fullback is uh, Hugo Keenan. The wings are Jimmy O'Brien and Jordan Larmer. Centers, Jamie Osborne and Gary Ringrose, who's the captain. And the halfbacks are Jemison Gibson Park and Ross Byrne. Pretty much the same as last week. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you know, with all the excitement of the big announcement yesterday, Ross Byrne starts again. We say it every week, death, taxes, Ross Byrne. Um, I think it's, it's great to get, uh, get a few minutes into Gibson Park's uh, heels as well. Uh, and obviously Ringrose back in. Uh, again, I don't know. Ringrose has played a lot of games. Um, you know, Sheehan has played a lot of games. Uh, so Keller's in there for him. But there's a lot of players with a lot of minutes in the boots at this point in the season. Uh, and I only started realizing that as we read through the squad yesterday. Um, you know, Ringrose, a lot of minutes in there, but he's obviously a leader. They obviously see something for him. Uh, Keenan was majestic last week. Uh, I'd love to see Larmer getting in there as well. Jamie Osborne. What a player. Um, and, and you could put him anywhere. Someone put up a clip of his very first professional rugby game against, I can't remember, the Welsh team. He's on the pitch, player number 23. First uh, impact in the game in, at a professional level at the age of 19 was pushing their hooker, you know, 20 yards backwards. So it's, it's great that he's getting a start. What a, what a, what a selection. If the yeah. biggest worry is how many minutes are in the boots, that's a great problem to have. Absolutely. And just on Jamie Osborne there, like he was, uh, as we all know, he was started the match last week, deservedly so uh, against mm-hmm. Gloucester. He was immense. But uh, this season, um, his appearances, th- I'm making this to be his 10th appearance of the season, but it's the first time he's worn the same number of jerseys, two appearances in a row. He's, it's like reading his appearances. It's like, uh, it's, I'm expecting someone to shout bingo when I read these out. He's, uh, <laughs> he's gone 13, 11, 15, 12, 23, 12, 23, 13, 12, and now 12 again. So um, he's, he's very, he, he might be falling into that versatile trap, but he eventually he's got to find his best position. And we saw a really good performance from him last week. And uh, of course, we've got that big left boot coming out um, as well. So it's going to be really handy for us. Okay, we're going to move on to the forwards now. And uh, as you can see there the pack is the front row is Andrew Porter, Ronan Kelleher, and Michael Alatoa. Second row, Joe McCarthy and James Ryan, and a back row of Clayton Doris, Josh Vanderfire, and Jack Conan. Great to see Jack Conan starting the game. Um, I think the, the big issue is going to be down, uh, down that 3-4 area again. Um, I think a lot of teams are going to look at that last week and relatively recently without Jenkins in the team and obviously without the big man in, in the team as well. There is a, there is a, a perceived issue there um it, it is a great it is a good scrum and all that sort of stuff but there is a slight weakness going through that diagonal line in the scrum and they're going to aim for that again big big job to be done by joe uh t- tomorrow now Gina Mac- i've lost control of the days um al alatoa again we keep saying it he does a different job he plays a different game he doesn't do anything badly uh, we just need him to get his feet under him a little bit more 
and, and kind of shore up that side of the scrum. Porter has a huge amount of minutes in the boots as well. So you're kind of expecting that, that he, he will kind of be brought, up, uh, brought ashore pretty soon into the game uh, and, and we'll get into the bench. It's a pretty good bench popping on as well. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the scrum has been, if, if you had to pick a weak spot in Leinster over the past while, it would have been in, in the scrum. But, uh, you know, we've, we've, had, we've had comments like Mark, was, uh, Mark Jackson was saying on the pod how you might have struggle in the scrum, but it's not the most, it, it may not be the most important set piece anymore, um, if, especially if you're excelling in so many other areas that, uh, that, that you can negate any problems, especially defense um, that, that, that arise from those scrums. But, you know, it still would help to, to, to shore up that front row and uh, you know, we'll probably most teams now will probably put out their best scrums against us to try to get an edge. So uh, we'll see how they work out. And it's an interesting little adaptation to the back row as well. We, we keep talking about how can you leave out a, a, a three three times capped lion um, uh, from from your back row. So Jack Conan comes in and uh, a little bit of a different balance with Doris going over to six, but it still mm. still looks awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll see how they get on. Also, good to see Joe McCarthy back in action. This would be a good game for him to show the Aviva Stadium crowd exactly what it can do. He's a very confident player, very confident on the ball, especially you know holding the ball, running and offloading and all those extra little elements you don't expect from a second row. So uh, we'd be interested to see that. Okay, on to the bench now. And uh, it is uh, Dan Sheehan, Michael Milne, and uh, Kian Healy. Uh, Ross Maloney and Ryan Baird are the other forwards. Well, they're not the other, just the other fours because it's a 6-2 split. Scott Penny is at 23 with the only backs being Luke McGrath and Harry Byrne. Yeah, what, like, uh, what a bench. You know what I mean? Milne's been doing a job. Healy's obviously 150 years of age and, and still doing the job. Sheehan, we've almost got to try and keep him off the pitch. Mm-hmm. He's got so he's doing so much. You know, he'll probably start doing a few, a few laps before he comes on. But like, what a, what a, what a front row to pop on. Ross Maloney, he didn't do too much wrong. Um, it, the only issue, and again, watching it from the couch, the game is easy. But the only issue is when we're packed down in that scrum. And it's not one person's fault. It's, a, it's a, an amalgamation of, of issues. But Ryan Baird's right there. Luke McGrath is hungry to get back into that jersey. And it's great to see Scott Penny starting to come back, starting to get into getting some game time, starting to get that 23 jersey because he, I, I can't remember what the injury was, but he, he was on a roll before that injury kicked in. And now he start. He looked very strong. When I, what was the game we were at? Was it the was the Connick, whatever the last game of the RDS where he, yeah, he had a good Connick. chunk of time on? Mm. He was very impressive. Yeah, definitely. And you you wonder what's the, what the thinking behind the six two split is? Is it for this opposition, or is it to get us used to it? Because we're uh, we're t- we talk about the the, the more physical games. Uh, deeper into the competition so is it maybe we we, we run a 6-2 split bench here just to get the hang of us the hang of playing with it so that we might need us going into the the, the last eight last four hopefully uh you know going down the line so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes okay um now we move on to our opposition which um as you can see there is uh, racing 92 the graphics department has always put the names on the screen there or if you're listening to the podcast they can be found in the program now so normally you can tell what time the lineup a top 14 is going to have going by their next domestic match but given they host La Rochelle, <laughs> but they're hosting La Rochelle at home next weekend, and this is still a pretty strong team, Kigo. Yeah, it is. Uh, we, we've got to be um, uh, we've got to be honest here. Racing aren't the powerhouse they used to be. They still do a job. They still have big, big players ready to rock, and there's always that target on that blue jersey, uh, which kind of gives you that extra five to ten percent. Uh, they're they're not messing around. They're here to go for us. They're here to take a shot. So it's like we always say, they're going to come at us early. We're either going to have to attack them early or hold them out early. But I, 
you know, there's a lot of great players on there. I do think their four and five are going to are going to not fancy their chances, but I do think they are going to go for our second row. They're going to they're going to just try and disrupt the line out. Line out and scrum is where where they're going to aim at around the field. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of class around there, obviously, but in terms of if you're picking one squad, as we always say, it's only the it's only that second row really that you're going to go. Okay, it's at least parity here. Yeah, I mean the key to Leinster's performances, I think, um, is that uh, in, especially in Europe, you, you do notice when they go into Europe, you do notice they tend to raise their standards. They, you can you can get a, just an air off the way they present themselves on the pitch and everything that they're that, that that they're at a different level. This is Europe. This is the serious. This is the big time, and they do raise that. So once they do attain those levels, you have to fancy them. But if they do make mistakes, if there are errors of decision-making or just basic skills or any kind of accuracy going awry or scrums even, um, you look at this Racing team and they've definitely got players there who can mm-hmm. hurt you. Finn Russell is just exactly the type of player who in a split second can get you from one end of the pitch to the other. And uh, they've other players as well. This guy, Max Springs on the bench, number 23. Yep. Um, he's, he's real strong, re- real good in uh, broken play. So you don't really want to be giving them any kind of chances. They want to, they're going to get the win. They want to get the maximum points. Uh, they want, they want, they, definitely want to wrap it up early okay so um now we're going to move on to our the officials which as you can see there it's uh, matthew carley holding the whistle it's an all english um team there so that's that's who's going to be uh, the officials uh the weather for dublin is predicted uh, mostly cloudy uh 25 rain. <laughs> um, we're gonna to have to wait and see um, if it's if it's cold like this but i you know once it's dry I'm fine with it. We just yep, wrap up yep. and uh, we'll be fine. But uh, looking forward to a good day in the afternoon and the Viva Stadium. Yeah. Sorry, I, I have this written down and I don't know if I should say it out loud. Okay. But there's, uh, and it's obviously it's nothing bad. Holding my hand over it. the editing button. Let's say. Yeah. That. Yeah. It might be a really long beep here, uh, <laughs> but no, we've got to, we've got to understand where we are at this point in the season. I've got to understand where we are in relation to the final target, which is that big game in Dublin. We, we can't avoid uh, speaking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I think the way things are going, we are on track. We are on target. You see the games we've had in the RDS where we've come back or whether we've demolished people. There's been a better mixture of that this year than previous years. So the lads are ready to fight. They're ready to rock. This is another big moment in the year because obviously if, if there's a big score and we turn them over, we don't have to worry about taking trips for the rest of this European season. So that's the target for, for tomorrow. But we have, to, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is that trophy that we have to be taking aim at. And I think so far this season, we have been lining everything up far better than previous seasons. There's always work-ons. And I, I feel we didn't have those work-ons in previous years because we were steamrolling everyone until we couldn't steamroll them. Uh, and by the time we figured it out, it was a bit too late. So I think this season is being built better. I think we are working through it better. I think the squad rotation is better. Uh, and I feel momentum is there if we can keep uh, keep a big score on this Racing team, which is there. I do feel there's a big score to be had tomorrow. Uh, then we have to start looking at that big trophy and not be afraid of that success. Uh, not that we're afraid of it but not to be afraid to speak about it. Yeah, and it actually helps that um, we're actually getting all the matches this season. We've had uh, two COVID-ravaged uh, seasons uh, in mm. Europe, and uh, there's, you know, we've been kind of, the, 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 the last 16 was kind of just taped together um, mm-hmm. based on, you know, made-up results and stuff like that. So this is an actual campaign where we played all our matches. We've gotten, you know, I think we're, we've got a lot of it 
motivation from that as well. And uh, they want to get the maximum wins they can to make the biggest statement to the rest of the competition that we're going to compete in those final stages. Well, listen, we're moving on to our prediction um, uh, portion now where we put our heads in the box. So listen, what, since we're talking about Leinster Racing 92, why don't, you, uh, why don't we start with that? I think I locked it in already, uh, but uh, I said Leinster plus 15. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the bookies are going 24, and um, I usually try to be conservative with this, like with this. But uh, I'm just thinking they've shown so many times again and again that they can just switch on from the start. They've gotten off to such great starts in all their matches now. I don't think it's going to be any different on Saturday if they can get on the scoreboard early. Um, I think Russing. That's when Rossing are going to start to be thinking, well, Jesus, we're playing La Rochelle next week. Do we really want to yeah. worry too much about that? Uh, worry too much about this result. So um, I think that could play a factor. So I'd be hoping they beat that. Um, but uh, not, you know, I don't care, really care by how much once they get the points and the, 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 the seeding, like you say, and the path to all the way stay in Dublin for the rest of the knockouts in it. So, okay. So we'll move on to the other uh, provinces now for predictions. Uh, what do you make of Ulster v. Sale? I actually... I actually was impressed with Ulster last week. It was a tough game to watch, more rain than we've had here. But they showed the big Leroy D. They showed that they're there to fight for each other. Uh, as we said, they brought Madigan in, a little bit of experience, and they started rolling. I, t- I have them plus three. Um, it, it locked. I think I locked it in yeah. uh, before you send the reminder. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful that it's them plus three. We're starting to see this turnaround for the season. Good for Marty Moore, but I, I think they're starting to move again. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people have been talking about the format of the competition. How, oh, if you just win one game, you can qualify for the last 16. But you could also say a positive of the competition is you can win one game and still make it to the last 16 because Ulster's results would have, would have put them out um, in previous seasons. Yeah. But it makes this game competitive and it should be a really big crowd. The Kingspan, um, you know, it would be their only home crowd at the Kingspan in these pool stages and they'll be really uh, motivated to, to, to get behind them, you know. Um, okay, so that moves us on to Connett, who travels to Newcastle. Yeah, I wish it was at home. Uh, the, the role Connick, when was how many times have Connick scored 61 points in their entire you know existence? So I think they're on a roll. I, I do think I do think they'll. Yeah, let's go for it. Connick by five. Yep, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying as well. Uh, they got a real boost during the week when Bristol Bears got fined uh, yep. f- uh, five points, so that moved them uh, m- much more in contention. So they have a really good shout of getting themselves a home a home path in the knockouts as well. That just leaves us with um, the match that's against for- between former champions on Sunday. It's a uh, Toulouse hosting Munster. Yep, and uh, you know Carberry's going to be starting. Casey beside him. Uh, he's going to have quick ball flung at him. Whether he's going to catch it or not is, is a separate issue, but they're going to move fast. Munster on a roll. It's going to be tough. I, I don't think they'll, they'll win, but I don't think they're going to get hammered. So I think it, you know it's less than five in terms of a loss. They leave with a, with a bonus point, I feel. Yeah, I agree with you. But the bookies have uh, to lose by 16 in this one. I think that's a bit much. I mean, to lose are, of course, always take this competition seriously. Um, uh, so... You, you know, you expect a good performance to them, but Munster, you just, the, the, it's particular in these situations, if their backs are even a little bit against the wall, then Europe, they just come up no matter what kind of form they're in. So I'm expecting that to be a lot closer. Okay, now speaking of predictions, as I said earlier, we're going to be running a competition throughout the Six Nations in association with the Fanzo app. It's known as the Guinness Pint Predictor. Uh, there will be weekly prizes for top scorers, but basically everyone who plays can win a free pint for themselves from each of the 15 matches. We'll give you more details when we launch during the week, so just keep an eye on the main site for details. Right, we're going to leave it there. Many thanks, Kiko, for joining me for another preview show. We hope to have you on again soon. Cheers. Stay warm out there. 
And uh, to the viewers and listeners, be sure to check out the links for his latest gigs. You'll find them in the program notes. And for Saturday's match, why not join the conversation on Mastodon throughout? Then maybe head on over to the Facebook page at full time and leave your thoughts there. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slan.